All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And here we are two weeks removed from our last episode due to scheduling conflicts last week and those crazy windstorms that we were uh, able to participate in. Um, but yeah, we're back into the thick of things. Got, uh, plenty to discuss on the lion side. Still, uh, still kind of in the limbo stage for Michigan, but we do have a couple things to bring up with that. Um, so to start with the typical lions, uh, what we didn't get to discuss last week was the loss to the Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos beat the Lions 38-10. to uh, Jared Goff went 24 for 39 for 215, a touchdown and interception. Uh, with injuries and COVID and the flu striking the team, Craig Reynolds was brought up from the practice squad. Uh, he had 11 carries for 83 yards. Um, he was really good in the preseason. I was very shocked that he didn't get a spot on the roster. So I'm happy to see he actually was signed to the roster like full time today. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, leading in receiving, we had Amon Ra St. Brown had eight receptions for seventy nine or for seventy three yards. Um, Khalif Raymond had the one touchdown. On defense, um, Aleem McNeil had a sack. Um. Josh Woods led with 10 tackles. And that was pretty much it for the Lions in this game. I'm going to say, I didn't get to watch this one. What? Yeah. I watched like bits and pieces of it, but like we had so much stuff going on on Sunday that I'm like, eh, do I want to watch the Lions get killed by the Broncos or do I want to go do something and then go grocery shopping? (laughs) Which is what I did. Uh, the Broncos, uh, Teddy Bridgewater went 18 for 25 for 179 and two touchdowns. Uh, on the ground, Melvin Gordon had 24 carries for 111 and two touchdowns. Javante Williams had a touchdown. Um, Noah Fant led in receiving four receptions, 51 yards, but um, Javante Williams had a receiving touchdown. And Albert... Oakwood, Oakwood Bunham. <laughs> I have no idea how to say that freaking name. <laughs> he also had a receiving touchdown. Uh, on the defense, Justin Simmons had the interception, and Draymond Jones had two sacks. But yeah, Lions go out and just take a dump on the field. Yeah, well, that was definitely a typical Lions performance. Yeah. Uh, there was also another typical Lions performance. Do we want to talk about that game? <laughs> uh, well, uh, a, a different kind of typical, I guess you would say. Yeah, so up until this week, the Lions had the number one overall pick. So everybody's like, oh, they're going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Well, the Lions did their typical thing in winning games that they have no business, business, winning. business winning at all. <laughs> they play... The best team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, and they beat them 30-12. to 12. Not only did they beat them, they completely dominated them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 
met up with my friend Andy and watched this game and like we we're both like what team are we watching <laughs> uh, so for the lions jared goff went 21 for 26 with 216 and three touchdowns no interceptions uh craig reynolds again was the leading rusher he had 26 carries for 112 yards amon ra st brown again was the leading receiver he had eight receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds had six receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. And Jason Cabinda, a fullback, had a six-yard touchdown reception. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Charles Harris had a sack and a half. Uh, Jesse Lamanier had the other half sack. And uh, Amani Oruwarie had an interception. Um, the Lions defense completely dominated the Cardinals offense, and I never thought I would say that in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was shocked. I, I mean, I was more shocked by the offense performance though, to be completely honest. Yeah. But it was still surprising at the, um, effectiveness of the defense, especially, I mean, uh, more more of it, I think, is on the offensive side of the ball, but with the Lions still dealing with COVID, flu issues, and uh, plenty of injuries. Uh, gosh, how? How does this ever happen? I don't know, dude. This is the least amount of points the Cardinals have scored all season. These, uh, listen, these are the totals that they've had. 19. This is in preseason. 19, 17. And here's the regular season, 38, 34, 31, 37, 17, 37, 31, 24, 31, 34, 23, 33, 30, and then 12 against the Lions. Gosh. Kyler Murray, he went uh, 23 for 41 for a touchdown interception. Um, he had 257 yards. Uh, leading receiver. Their leading rusher was Chase Edmonds. He had six carries for 53 yards. Um, leading receiver was Christian Kirk. He had 90, 94 yards off nine receptions and a touchdown. Uh, and then on the defense, Marcus Golden had a sack. And that was it. And Jordan Phillips. And that was it. Uh, Goff was hit a few times. But the offensive line did a fairly good job of keeping him clean. Oh, and Matt Prater went two for two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. now with that uh, fantastic performance. The Jaguars need... now have the number one pick and the Lions yeah. have the second pick. So that means they'll probably win a couple more games and push themselves out of the top five or something stupid. Yeah. Because that's what the Lions do. So... The Jaguars need to win one of these next three games. Jets, well, the Jets, so Patriots, that's a possibility. Yeah, and Colts, and um, Colts. Which oh no, they're only in six. Never mind. I thought they were maybe a little bit better. The Jets are only favored by two and a half over the Jags. Yeah, it's possible. Oh man, if it was a home game for the Jacksonville, I'd say that's pretty good odds but they finally flushed urban meyer down the toilet so 
Yeah, I was really hoping that they were going to win to kind of like stick it to them on being like, <laughs> oh, we won without you. But Right, screw you, Herb. Yeah. Um, But if they had won, then it would have been the Texans that the lines would have been tied with. So either way. Yeah. I will say if we would have made a pick for this Lions-Cardinals game, my score probably would have been the same, but the other way around. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it just blew my mind. The Lions had them shut, like, they're completely shut out in the first half. Like, Arizona could hardly even move the ball at times. Yeah. Super, super weird. Yeah. So. But, yeah, do you want to get into voicemails? Do we have any voicemails? Yeah, we do have voicemail. So uh, before jumping into it, obviously, I uh, don't really have anything to mention on Michigan. I mean, if you want to, well, we just kind of do the the weekly stuff, talking about uh, post-game, pre-game. Don't get into the nitty-gritty of recruiting, early signing, all those kind of details. Sometimes if there's special topics, we might jump on top of that, but uh, Michigan's kind of been on hold because there are a few weeks off before the bowl game. Uh, next week will be uh preview because it'll be leading up to the game, but we do have voicemails, which we are always happy to go over when we're doing, uh, when the podcast is up and running during the season. So always feel free to call in. Uh, you can call in for Michigan or the Lions. The number is five, five, one, two, five, eight, three two seven six we've got two voicemails for this week so we will go ahead and uh get into those right here what's going on fellas so i'm gonna get right into it man so you know of course in no football this week all state fans all you suck eyes fans michigan has to sit and endure michigan fans and players have to sit and endure 10 years i'm trash talking 10 years and now Desmond Howard tells the truth about that 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 honeycomb O line with all those holes in it. Michigan fans are telling the truth that Old State wasn't that good. Overall, they had a, a good offense, and they they peaked against a trash Michigan Michigan Little team. That's what I call them, Sparty Michigan Little. And all of a sudden, Michigan fans are classless. Michigan players are classless. Michigan coaches are classless. I remember them hanging a uh, um, uh, 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 Chase Winovich doll head at, uh, at Columbus. I remember um, after JT was short, Old State fans talking about no excuses, but all of a sudden now CJ Stroud talking about the flu. The flu, yeah, the, you know what the flu was? Hassan Haskins, that was the flu. And y'all got major doses of it. Like, come on, man. You can tell when people ain't used to losing. Like CJ Stroud is one of the worst losers I've ever seen. Like he's one of the most, he's one of the, the worst sore losers. Like this dude, he's still making excuses. Instead of saying, you know what, the team was better, they played a good game. You, one of them California dudes, not like Bryce Young. Like Stroud, see, Stroud wasn't raised to lose properly. Nothing against a young man, but as far as an athlete, he wasn't raised. His parents didn't, didn't, didn't. Apparently, they didn't teach him how to lose gracefully. Michigan has been losing gracefully, and in in some cases, not not so gracefully for ten years. All of a sudden, old state said, "Well, wait till next year in Columbus. Being in Columbus ain't gonna matter. Being in Columbus ain't gonna stop Ronnie Bell, Mike Samersteel, Cornelius Johnson, AJ Henning, 
Donovan Edwards, Blake Corn, Luke Schoolmaker, Eric All. Bringing in Columbus ain't gonna change that. And it's gonna be cold if Ohio, if old state fans listen to this, it's gonna be cold in Columbus too. And about playing in the cold. The same weekend they played in Michigan, it was 29 degrees, it was 38 in Columbus that same weekend. Got, the, the weather has nothing to do with it. Heart is, is why they lost. They had none. If they did, Michigan ripped it out. But all of a sudden, now now Michigan is classing. It ain't the, it, you know why they're really mad? They're mad because they lost and they see themselves losing because Ryan Day, now you got to coach with your own players. You can't use Urban Myers players no more. Now we're going to see what kind of coach you really are. And old state fans, they know it. They know they're in trouble because it's on. Go blue, baby. All right, Steven, thank you for that voicemail. Yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, you know, we've never really been in this situation before <laughs> on the show. Um, to be talking on this side of victory with that. I mean, obviously yeah. we have had the episodes since then, but yeah, I mean, we don't deal directly uh, on the show, at least with uh, uh, Buckeye comments and things like that. I mean, I'll get some on social media, but I do the easiest thing where I just don't reply. <laughs> Uh, they, they're I, I, everybody has their own thing, and so I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong in handling this, but I just like it's what I want to do with my time, and I don't want to waste it on mm -hmm. stupid people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't reply. Uh, I I really, I mean, I read stuff that some of those uh, Buckeye fans have been saying, and I just laugh. I see some of the things that Stroud has been saying, and I laugh. Uh, and that's it. Like, I, I don't really get mad. It's just like, I, I don't care. I mean, not, not to say Steven, I don't care about your voicemail. As I said, everybody can take it their own way, but I don't care what, if they think Michigan is classes, I don't care what they think about Desmond Howard. I don't care uh, if they're making excuses now when they said that excuses weren't okay before mm -hmm. uh, I, I just kind of sit there and laugh at it. And it's just like, whatever. Uh, and I'm also one not to talk trash because, um, I, uh, there's no room for it because I mean, it's Michigan's first win in like whatever, 10 years and, um, things like that. And there's also, you know, the recent debacles against Michigan state. So I'm just like, Hey, I, I take the wins when Michigan can get them and I'm happy with it. And, you know, I love seeing the opposing fan bases uncomfortable because it sucks for them. And it sucked for Michigan a lot, a long, long, long time. And so learn to deal with it. But I know they're not going to. It's going to be funny. I just, uh, every fan, uh, every team has its highs and its lows. Um, and Ohio State's been on a high for a very long time. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the tables may have turned. And they do because, dude, that fan base is so spoiled, mm -hmm. so spoiled. And so if they go on any kind of a losing streak, I'm just going to sit back, laugh and enjoy it so much. This this is like the best example. Um, so Ohio State fans aren't as bad to me as Michigan State fans, just because we have to live with Michigan State fans every single day they're all over the place because we live in Michigan mm -hmm. Ohio State fans you don't see as often but surprisingly enough I've come across enough of them um 
but there's one that I know and dude, this, this guy, oh man, spoiled, spoiled brat. Totally. Like not only as a fan, but also kind of in life to a certain extent. <laughs> um, and so this is, I, I love sharing this because I feel like it's the best example of Ohio state fans. Uh, 2014, um, I think, wasn't it Miller went down with the injury and they lost to Virginia tech. I talked to, I talked to him the next day, some in the next couple of days. And he's just like, Oh dude, I'm, I'm done with this. He's just like, forget this season. It's over. I'm not watching any more games. <laughs> what happens that season? Ohio State goes on to win the national championship. Anytime, anytime he brings up anything to me, I'm just like, dude, you can't even celebrate that victory. You gave up on your team. You gave up on your team when they lost one game. Don't even talk to me. And so I can only imagine. I have not talked to him because he he moved. uh, He took a job in a different area. So he's a couple of uh, hours away now. um, So I don't talk to him as often. But uh, I have no idea how he reacted to this year's game. And I can only wait and imagine what it's going to be like when it, it will happen. I'm not saying that this is this next season is going to be the season, but it will happen that Ohio State falls from the top. They might not fall to the bottom, but they're, it, it'll change at some point. And so I cannot imagine what that fan base is going to be like when that happens. Like people can talk about how stuck up Michigan can be or whatever. Michigan has stuck by their team though. Yeah. Like you've lost some people along the way. Sure. I get that. But dude, Ohio state and Alabama people, when that fall comes, however far it is, or however, you know, maybe it's not even all that far up gone, gone. So many of them gone just makes me laugh to think about. Uh, Brandon, uh, didn't want to steal the show with that, but, uh, any thoughts on what, uh, Steven had to say there? <laughs> no, I agree with what you're saying. They, they're incredibly spoiled and it's like, they talk tons of crap to us and like, Oh, like this isn't even a rivalry anymore. Cause we beat you every single time. And you know, the first thing I thought of too, when he said classless was the, Hanging the dummy of Chase Winovich. Yeah. It'll like, really? Because that's not classless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Uh, a, a quick story, and I cannot remember where I heard this from. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't think Steven shared it. Uh, I'd love to give credit to where credit is due, but um, there is a, a story that I heard. And so this is hearsay, like I'm not coming out here and saying, uh, you know, this is a uh, complete fact and everything, but there was somebody, uh, an Ohio, a former Ohio state Buckeye that had passed away. And, um, there was obviously like, uh, uh, I don't know if it was the funeral itself. I think it was the funeral or maybe a memorial kind of thing. And so obviously like a lot of people got their players and then also it was like, uh, open to the public, I believe. And I heard that there was one of the Ohio state super fans that was there. Uh, I don't think it was the, the dummy hanging guy, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I think it was, uh, one of the guys that you'd see in the cowboy hat sometimes. Yeah. 
I could be mistaken, but it was one of their super fans. I heard the story that uh, they were there in attendance and there was like this memorial thing that they had that was for like players and coaches and they were all like signing it or something. And uh, when, and it was kind of like a procession. So like you go by, uh, there was the viewing and then there was this thing for players and coaches and everything. And that like one of the fans walked up and signed it. Yeah. Did you hear that story? Yeah, I heard that one. Okay. All right. So like, it's just like, and then these are some of the th- people that like other fans of theirs are like defending, oh, man, they, they are a weird bunch, man. They're a weird <laughs> bunch. That That's what I was basically getting to. So yeah but i have heard that story (laughs) good for them so all right uh we do have one more voicemail so let's get to that hey man it's me again so listen now i'm gonna talk to to the spartans fans so y'all man the heisman ceremony well kenneth walker the third deserved to be there he won the dope walker award why was aiden hudderson there when the biggest game of the year kenneth walker the biggest game of the year See, that's how you know they they some, they some chumps. The biggest game of the year was in Columbus, and they were down 49 nothing at halftime. That was the biggest game of the year. This man had six carries for 20. Well, let me look at the stats. Look, six carries for 25 yards. His longest was 15, and he had one one catch. Well, he was hurt. Where was he hurt? When did he get hurt in that game? You know what was hurt? The pride. And you know what else was hurt? The, the scoreboard uh, keeper's thumbs. Because they had to keep on changing the score when Old State was putting up touchdowns. Kenneth Walker wasn't hurt. The game was just so far to reach it wouldn't matter what he did. Well, why didn't he should have been invited? Man, man, the Spartans fans want to be relevant so bad. So first of all, they got to beat Pittsburgh, which I doubt they will. But man, if that's if if your only argument is Aiden Hutchinson shouldn't have been there, then you ain't got no real argument. Kenneth Walker the third put up. 57 yards against Youngstown State. So his two his two games against Ohio teams, this man couldn't even put up a total of 100 yards. 57 against Youngstown State, he put up, what else? Let me look. 84 against Indiana and 61 against Nebraska. And he's, he's a, man, well, he had, he had eight good games. He had four bad games. It's the same argument with Derrick Henry and Christian uh, McCaffrey. Derrick Henry was putting up 100-something yards a game. Every game. At least in one touchdown. But there were there were games McCaffrey didn't even put up a hundred total yards. But people are like yeah, they they act like he is that type of comparison. Tennant Walker the third is a good running back. But against Old State, this man they they got beat fifty six to seven and he had twenty five yards. But then you met Aiden Hutchinson was there. Aiden is a game changer on defense. Even though yeah, they got Ojabo, but still, Kenneth Walker the come on man. He carried them. They shouldn't be trash. They stay in the portal. They ain't recruiting like that. Like, but well, at least we be Michigan. Okay, thank you. Enjoy the Peach Bowl. Enjoy that. Enjoy Georgia. Michigan gonna enjoy Miami and the Orange Bowl, and then enjoy playing Bama or Cincinnati because they beat Georgia. Beat, beat Pittsburgh. Worry about them. All they do is worry about Michigan. That's all they do. Well, we should be ranked. Y'all lost two, and y'all lost to Purdue. You shouldn't be ranked. You're ranked where you're supposed to be. And no, he shouldn't have won the highest. That's it. I'm out. Go blue. 
<laughs> All right, Stephen. Back, uh, back the inferiority right complex of Michigan State and their fans. Oh man, yeah, D- uh, Stephen, you you should totally move to Michigan, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you you would make a lot of friends. Uh, actually, you know what? There's this great place called East Lansing. Um, I'm sure Craig could help you find a a house um, in that area. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, oh dude. So, gosh, those two fan bases, Ohio State yeah. and Michigan State. Uh, yeah, oh, Michigan State's just fun to, to poke fun with because, like, they're, they're at least ones that, like, Michigan hasn't been dominated by. Yes, have they had more wins in the past 10 years than Michigan, uh, whatever, something. Yes, fine, whatever, big deal. Um. But they're just they're just so easy, dude. Such easy targets. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. Seriously. And I know like some of it's I'm not saying like the Michigan fan base is perfect either. Like they contradict themselves too. But man, I swear the Michigan, I don't think there's another fan base. Of course, I'm not as involved with other ones as much as I am with seeing all the stuff that comes across for Michigan State and Ohio State, but I don't know if there's another one that contradicts themselves as much as Michigan State fans do. Yeah. Because uh, uh, if you really want to see some um, top quality content on, you know, putting Michigan State under their thumb, if you follow Scott Bell on Twitter, he always knows how to dig up dirt on Michigan State. And I think it was him uh, who shared. Oh wait, no, I think it was Dew, uh, D U E. Um, maybe that posted. Somebody posted about how there was a local uh, a writer in the state of Michigan, and they slammed Harbaugh for all the transfers from his program, and it was something like twenty. Maybe uh maybe thirty in a couple years, like a year, two years or maybe three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the person shared that Michigan State has like twenty five transfers this year alone. Yeah, and nothing's written about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, dude, it's all the time. It's like, gosh, gosh, whatever, like. I think the best example that I had out there, and I don't think I mentioned it on the show. If I uh, if I am repeating myself, I do apologize. But I think the best example of everything uh, everything with this is that Michigan can. Um, oh man, shoot! I'm gonna have to maybe try to uh, to find exactly what I said. Uh, do you have? Um, do you have anything to say in response to Stephen while I'm looking this up? Yeah, Michigan State fans are annoying. Um, I remember seeing on Facebook a woman that I used to work with uh, posting after the Michigan Michigan State game. Can we just give um, Walker the Heisman now? Wow. <laughs> like, yep, just because he ran for a million yards against Michigan, he deserves a Heisman just for that. But I love Stephen bringing up the fact that he only had 57 yards versus Youngstown State. <laughs> yeah. And that the phantom injury versus Ohio State. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, another thing, too, is that um, 
Michigan State fans making fun of Michigan players not playing in bowl games in the past. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, and complaining about other players not playing in bowl games. And then Walker decides he's not going to play in the bowl game. And they're like, oh, well, he's just saving himself for the NFL. <laughs> yeah, ma- makes sense now. Yeah. Makes sense now. Um, yeah, so this this is what I wanted to mention. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, like, this was a little dialogue thing that I used as an example where it's just like, if Michigan comes out and says to Michigan State, how much does it suck that you guys just got stomped by Ohio State? Michigan State would respond, doesn't matter because we beat you guys this year. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. And then Michigan State would turn around and say, hey, how much does it suck that you guys lost to us during the regular season? Michigan would say, doesn't matter because we beat Ohio State. But then Michigan would be like, Michigan State's like, it doesn't work that way. It's like, (laughs) no, like we don't care about beating Michigan State as much as we care about beating Ohio State. Like, and you guys, feel the same way like ab- about Michigan though the yeah. way Michigan feels about Ohio State is the way Michigan State feels about Michigan and since it's not reciprocated they get all butthurt about it yeah it's like dude it's like come on like inferiority I, complex oh my gosh they they just can't see past I, I don't I don't get it yeah, they'll uh, be like oh you won the big 10 they won a Big Ten. We still beat you. Okay. Yeah, but you lost two games. Yeah. And like Steven said, have fun playing in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I hope you guys enjoyed your completely embarrassing loss while Michigan, you know, had a couple things where they should have had more points and had a questionable loss where you guys were just completely embarrassed on the football field. <laughs> right. But hey, you know, good for you. Um, but yeah, oh gosh, there was something else I was going to say with, uh, oh, I, I think, I, I think this is honestly where it stems from because Michigan F- state also has that stupid thing on being like, Oh, did you go to Michigan? Uh, yeah. Did you go to Michigan? Like who, who in your family went to Michigan? So you can root for Michigan. Um, <laughs> it was actually really funny because I heard, uh, somebody say that, uh, this conversation the other day, um, and the uh, uh, Michigan State alum met a person wearing a Michigan State shirt. It was just like, oh, did you go to Michigan State? Oh, no, I, I didn't go. I just root for them. Uh, but my wife did go there. And they're just like, oh, okay, you know, civil conversation and everything. I was just mm-hmm. like, if a Michigan person can't, if somebody came in with Michigan gear and they said that, that would be the most backward conversation ever like they would completely change the dialogue and they'd be like oh so so you're not a real michigan fan walmart wolverine (laughs) or whatever yeah this is where that whole thing stems from that whole thing stems from is that michigan state fans are hurt about the fact that somebody grew up in the state of michigan and they had the choice to root for Michigan State or Michigan, and they chose Michigan over Michigan State. That's where the whole thing stems from. Mm-hmm. You grew up in this state, and you had a choice who to root for. Like, you did not have a an immediate association. It's not like, oh, my family went to this school or that school. It's just like no direct association. You get to choose. And they did not choose Michigan State. So they are completely butthurt over it. 
right? And it's just like, did you go to Michigan? Like, um, no, my grades weren't good enough, so I wouldn't be accepted anyway. <laughs> but I could have probably got into state. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who who cares? No, it's like, I, I went for art, and I'm not going to spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of extra dollars to get what I needed to at another public university. Yeah. Which even then for art careers is questionable if you completely need for different things anyways. Yep. So no, yes, I'm going to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars just so I can root for a football team guys. <laughs> I'll see you guys in four years after I'm $500,000 in debt. <laughs> what? Like what? this, what the heck dude? So stupid. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, that that was a longer conversation than I kind of expected. Good stuff from Steven. Definitely uh, spurred the conversation there. So, uh, as mentioned, feel free to give us a voicemail anytime you guys want. Next week is going to be the preview for the uh, George game. So, by all means, if you guys have thoughts about that, uh, give us a ring and leave us a voicemail. Uh, but not to lose track of too much stuff, we do have uh, predictions to do. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. So the Lions, oh, crap, I didn't have the over-under, but the Lions are four-point underdogs going on the road to the ever-impressive Atlanta Falcons. The over-under is 44 the six points. and seven Atlanta Falcons. Yep, so a Brandon, score prediction. Um, I'm expecting the Lions to win this, so then they'll go down to the number three pick. Number three, number number four. I can't remember what the, what the Jets' record is. The Jets. I gotta look it up quick. They were three and eleven. Mm-hmm. So that would make the Lions three, eleven and one. Yeah, which would get them the tiebreaker over anybody who's three and twelve. Yep. So that'd give the Lions the fourth pick in the draft. Which would be about right. So I'm picking the Lions to win 21 to 17. Oh my gosh, dude. I hate you so freaking much. <laughs> exact same score you pick. Yes, yeah, except for I'm going to flip flop it. I am going to have Detroit losing. So I, I have it typed out here all ready to go. And I already I had Detroit 17 at uh, Atlanta 21. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's pretty funny. But yeah, so dang, if uh if they do get that score, we're both gonna be right right on it. Just depends on which team ends on top. Right. Yeah, I I man, it's kinda anything the Lions have been so weird. I, I think it's a different thing for the Lions on the road though, a little bit, because they have gotten their wins at home. So I'm kind of banking on that where, yes, the Lions are playing pretty well, but I don't think they're going to be able to get it done on the road. So kind of hope that maybe that's the case because what's the remaining schedule? At? And then they're uh, home against Seahawks. the Packers. Seahawks and Packers, right? Yeah, Packers are the last home game. So they could blow it, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I kind of hope they just lose out. Yeah, I would totally be okay with that. And then Jacksonville needs to win, so. Yeah, agreed. 
All right. Well, uh, that was quick. Moving along, we have our locks of the week. We only have the NFL going on. So, Brandon, what's your lock? My lock is the Packers. Dude, negative seven. Douchebag. Against the Browns. (sighs) And I think they'll cover that. I should have gone first. Freaking. The Browns, the Browns were just like ravaged with COVID not too long ago. I was going to pick the Washington football team because they're starting like some jabroni I've never heard of at quarterback because they have nothing because of COVID. <laughs> but there's no spread for that yet on ESPN, at least. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got a spread on that one. I've got down that uh, Dallas is favored by 10.5. There you go. You can pick that one. No, I'm not. I'm not going to take advice from you. <laughs> yeah, because well, um, Fitzpatrick he's been hurt most of the season, and uh, Taylor Heineke he's got COVID, I think. So they're starting like some jabroni I've never heard of at quarterback. Yeah, I uh, well, since you stole mine, thanks so much. Uh, I will take uh the Chargers covering uh. Nine and a half versus Houston because oh. there, I there, first of all, there's no way Houston's winning back to back games. No. Uh, but secondly, I don't think that Houston is going to keep it within 10 points. So, yeah. Gosh. So, question, question of the week. Yeah. Question of the week lines. What, what do we got going on? So, I'm hearing again that DeAndre Swift's going to be out. So, my question is, will Craig Reynolds rush for over 80 yards again this week? And I am going to say yes. So, would that make it three weeks in a row? Yeah. Because he had 83 against the Broncos. He had over 100 against the Cardinals. Uh, I want to go with no. Okay. Um, because that would kind of help support my Detroit losing. Um, yeah, he's from a college I've never heard of. And you know, you know me, I know like every single college. (laughs) He went to Cutstown. What? Division two. Oh, well, that would be the same level as Saginaw Valley that we went to. (laughs) Yeah. Division two, yeah, that definitely opens things Cuts wide open. Cutstown, Pennsylvania. Hmm. I wonder if that's uh, one of the schools that looked at Tom Cruise and all the right moves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's hilarious. But yeah, man, Craig Reynolds, he he's exciting to watch. He runs hard. He could, yeah. He he could tell he's one of those guys from a small school that's finally getting his chance, and he just leaves it all out on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's always entertaining to watch. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And I, I want guys like that to have success. And honestly, I feel like Detroit is a great place for players like that. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Detroit, New England. <laughs> <laughs> New England's like, I'm going to take this white wide receiver who's five foot eight. Turn him into a star and just run slants with him all day in the slot, and he'll get over a thousand yards. <laughs> all right, well, sounds good. Uh, anything else to add before we close out? No, nah, I'm good. All right, well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Um, newsflash Ohio State and Michigan State fans suck. 
Um, and with that note, I guess we can just finish with Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.